0: bob dylan cult that we found (laughs) 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 let me tell you a story
1: Doom to Fail Cast. It's the Doom to Fail Podcast. Hi, it's the Doom to Fail Podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through the internet, it's Catherine Cogart, the trombone player in our big band. <laughs> womp, 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 womp. It's good to be here. Oh, it's great. Great to have you here. I really like our,
0: um, oh, what do you call it? Um, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. What's it called, Tim? It's, uh, oh, our acapella big band group. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you almost forgot. We need to do more internal marketing. We need to be, uh, forget marketing to everyone else. We need to be just, like, more messaging to ourselves we about, mean, like, what buy-in. are we about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not even, we're not even at the stage yet of of, like, I want the members of our band to like our band. First, we just need to have the members of our band be aware, aware of the band. band. <laughs> First, it's all about brand awareness. It
0: really is. It really is. Acapella
1: Big Band, your home on the web for band branding. Symbol smash! Symbol smash! <laughs> is that acapella? I don't... Anyway. Um, <laughs> you remember it? I mean... So I feel like, has, has your home on the web, is that a thing anymore? Do people ever say that? I don't think so. Uh, Do people even say the
0: web anymore? Oh, I don't think so, no.
1: Huh. Web. Yeah, it's all it all disappeared so quickly. <laughs> I remember, uh, so I, I got a link to someone, uh, I forget who, maybe it was like um, Ted Kennedy or someone, their congressional webpage from like 1996. Oh,
0: sure. Yeah.
1: And it was really, I mean, it was, it was what you'd expect. It was It was really bad. And, was um, it
0: like X pages? Do you remember X pages?
1: No. Was it was that oh. like Angel Fire or the other GeoCities? It It was like similar? a
0: level down from Angel Fire. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was some fresh internet hell. It sure was.
1: <laughs> so it sounds like you had an X page?
0: I had several.
1: <laughs> okay. So tell me about the themes of your uh, personal teenage web pages.
0: Well, I, I don't know. So... I was like, you know, I would say I was more like ages
1: 9 to 13. 9? You're so young.
0: I know. uh, I shouldn't have been on the internet. But there I was (laughs) on X page with my X page about
1: dogs. (laughs) Was the idea that this will be your home on the web for dogs? I mean, is this going to be the sort of ultimate dog resource on the internet? Or were you like carving out a niche? Or were you just like, you know what? I want to talk about how I like dogs, and this way I can pretend to myself that (laughs) others are listening, because Uh, mom and dad have stopped listening to my dog rants.
0: So, I'm going to ask you to exhibit a little bit of empathy right now. You're nine years old. You like dogs. Which of those options do you think it is? (laughs) As
1: as you recall, when I was nine years old, I liked cats because of Garfield. Garfield, yeah. And lasagna. Yeah. So it was, it was a very weird time here. for me because when I realized one day that I actually liked dogs better, I was like this it was like a personal crisis. Like, oh gosh. Because I had no real interaction with either. We had birds when I was a kid. Oh my and god, so Tim,
0: you need to write a memoir know. specifically about your relationship to Garfield and like the stages in your life. It's smart.
1: I prefer to meter it out like this. <laughs> it's a personal crisis. Well, good. I'm really glad that you uh, that you took the initiative to make a dog page. Publishing, even at an early age.
0: Yes. Uh, I really hope it's not out there somewhere still.
1: I don't know. I got a I got a message a few years ago uh, from GeoCities, or I guess from Yahoo, being like, hey, your GeoCities site is going to be shut down. And I oh, briefly went yeah. into a total panic. Um, what because... was your
0: GeoCities website about?
1: Well, so I had an angel fire one briefly that... This is, like, all the worst stuff about the internet <laughs> back, you know, like, ten years ago. Um, it was it was basically, it was a couple, like, animated GIFs. Uh, I think I had, like, a rotating Pokemon or something. And um, I, think, I think it was, like, angelfire.com slash a couple other letters slash Venusaur T13. <laughs> I must have been 13. It's the only reason I can explain that number. Um,
0: I also remember my uh, Geocities username
1: well this is this is my angel fire one so the oh, content consisted me. of a gif I think the, I think the background was like flames right. and uh Cause flames and are cool. at the at the bottom it's, <laughs> flames are cool man uh, at the bottom it said uh like you know uh, visit the other sites on our web ring because I was advised that web rings were really the way to like build a viewership build
0: traffic yeah build a yeah, viewership exactly.
1: View- <laughs> I, I don't really remember where it went like where could it have gone? Were there, like, anonymous web rings? Was it, like, hitchhiking? You could just sort of, like, grab someone as they drove by and be like, hey, let me on your web ring. <laughs> or what was the... But, but either way, it consisted of a gif and a, and a link to another thing. It's like, like more content like this? <laughs> click through. <laughs> now, my Geocity um, site was oh, more me, of a yeah. personal diary kind of thing. They had a bunch of very typical things like uh, Tim Reviews movies, uh, sure. recipes. Um, recipes! Yeah, I had recipes.
0: <laughs> Types of lasagna I like.
1: Ways <laughs> <laughs> to uh, send normal to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, what was your GeoCities username?
1: It was SpeedGoggles84. SpeedGoggles.
0: Oh, that's cool. It's far cooler than mine. What was yours? Oh, I think you could guess. It's Doggies1411. <laughs>
1: So, what was the logic behind your number choice?
0: Uh, one, my four, favorite one, one. number was 14 and I was 11.
1: Oh, clever. Why 14?
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's a great number. Let's not, uh, let's not mince <laughs> words. I mean, I, I think it's really fantastic. Uh, it's divisible by seven. That's pretty rare, especially in yeah. such a low number. What an sure. accomplishment for such a young number to have reached. <laughs>
0: Oh, I think you're being a little bit generous to fourteen. I think that I divisibility think was just handed
1: up to it. As it counted About up seven. from
0: 13. Yeah,
1: okay. thirteen. 13 gave everything away. Thirteen was like all all for my children. All all the numbers that come after me can have the divisibilities. I will only take thirteen and one for myself. Well,
0: wow. Crime's the most 100% generous the worst of numbers. <laughs>
1: So uh, why don't we move on to to our topic for the week, which is something sure. else that might be the worst and the nerdiest collectible card games. It's it's the worst and nerdiest, right? Or at least it's the nerdiest. I mean, I enjoy good CCG, but oh man, I don't think there's a, a nerdier pastime. Maybe LARPing.
0: Oh, can I just say I like personally? You know how we all have our like our lines in the sand, our lines in the nerdy sand that we just say, "Nope, that's too much for me."
1: Yeah, over there at Poindexter Beach.
0: Yeah. I, and I think for you, that line exists like somewhere very near to collectible card games.
1: Could be. I don't know. I can get into a lot of stuff. I think I could be convinced to try LARPing.
0: I, I made you try a collectible card game, and I would totally try LARPing in a heartbeat, so I think that's way behind us.
1: Cool. <laughs> so what are we gazing out at now? As we look out onto this uh, uh, vast ocean of, of nerdery, nerdery like one of the yeah. things that are just way beyond us.
0: So, uh, where I am, the line I'm just sort of looking over and scoffing at, people who play Warhammer and paint figures.
1: Mm, yeah, painting figures, maybe that's... I don't have time to paint figures. I think I would enjoy it. But who's the time?
0: I don't know. Like, why don't you paint something real, man? <laughs> I just feel such, like, derision for, towards those people.
1: Well, I don't know, I mean, how do you feel about, um, so there's that game, uh, I think it's called Rocksmith, which is, like, you you get a real electric guitar, and then, uh, you plug it into this thing that, like, teaches you, um, well, I guess that that more or less works out to be, uh, just, like, learning guitar, but I guess what I'm really getting at is those, like, not quite real guitar games, you know, like a rock band or whatever, and people get really, really good at it. Yeah. Like, is that, is that the same thing? It's like, well, you've developed your skill painting uh, Warhammer figures, but... <laughs> you can never just, apply I mean, this to painting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But Rock uh, Band is fun. I also kind of scoff at Rock Band people, so maybe there's something to this. And I, I don't know, band like, band? I, I'm less mean to the Rock Band people because, like, I, I get the dopamine response that they're getting, but honestly, I've played better Flash games than Rock Band.
1: <laughs> Name it. What's a better Flash game? Oh,
0: what's that one game that, like, Bubble Wars game? I'm on a real bubble tear lately. Uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is comparison with uh, uh, the other one was Bubble Witch. Um, <laughs> bubble Bobble, go on way bad. Excuse me,
0: it's the Bubble Witch Saga.
1: Oh, it's the whole saga. I
0: yeah. See. No, no, no. I th- it's like um, Trouble Bubble or something.
1: And it's this Boggle, cutesy game where you're
0: like a little devil in a trench coat and you have a gun and you shoot little bubbles and then they divide and then like you shoot them until they go away and it's fun and there's 10 levels and you beat it and it's fun and I think that's more fun than rock band
1: alright I don't know it's kind of an (laughs) underwhelming description
0: Well Rock, rock Band Man is at least underwhelming. A occasion. Let's talk about Rock Band. There's things that fly by and you press the color that corresponds to them, but it has nothing to do with what playing a guitar is actually like and you just flip this thing sure. back and forth. Like that sounds really boring.
1: I used to get really really frustrated with uh people in college who were like super duper good at it because they just I don't know, were like instead of going to class, I'm going to spend 15 hours playing Rock Band. It's
0: Where are, are they now? Class,
1: but then to also skip sleep Come on, be good to yourself. Um, <laughs> no one else will. But, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oprah said um, that. They... <laughs> but I would get so mad because I would be like, I can play guitar. This is not fair. <laughs> it's just so frustrating. I know,
0: I know. And you can't play guitar in college, lest you become guy with guitar.
1: Exactly. You gotta, you gotta put that away. Put those, put those. Uh, Time childish to put away childish
0: away. things. Yeah.
1: Take them back out later when it's okay, uh, as an adult, when you're not at a party. <laughs> I got—I gotta tell you—the the urge to, if there's a acoustic guitar laying around and I'm at a party and I, you know, I've had a drink or two, I'm just like, maybe I could, maybe I could pick it up and play. You a You know few what licks. you should do? It's like, no, never do it.
0: Don't do a guitar. Definitely don't do a ukulele. But you know what I think you could get That's away so with is a lute.
1: <laughs> why? Why? <laughs>
0: Because you could literally just be like a minstrel who's just strumming on his lute while talking oh, to you. Oh, I could
1: play Greensleeves.
0: Yeah, you could be like Greensleeven. That's what they call it, right? Greensleeven?
1: Yeah, I think that's what the, uh, the medieval uh, folk said. <laughs> when you go to the Ren Fairs, they always say, Who's up for some Greensleeven? <laughs> and, then and all, all go, the children gather around. Oh,
0: me, me, me. <laughs>
1: uh, the other thing I was thinking that I could do, um, as in a similar vein, is... Um, Instead of being the you know the the Mick Jagger at the party or or trying to be a you know whatever a or Halen, a Bob Dylan I even be worse I could I could cross <laughs> fold my hands behind my back and sing a Scarborough Fair in that <laughs> angelic high pitched voice I think people at parties love that sort of thing
0: Hey Tim how's work going Are
1: you going to, <laughs> to This is what This is exactly where I was hoping this would go So why don't we come back in a minute and talk about collectible card games. on found the Doom to Fail podcast talking about collectible card games. So these are not fifty-two cards in a suit because you no. get them all in a box. No. This is more like I bought the starter set that was twenty-five bucks. I thought it was all I needed, but it turns out this deck stinks. Uh, I need to spend ten thousand more dollars to be able to uh, play with my friends. Is that the gist of it? Uh, yeah, that's you pretty much them? just the gist of it. <laughs> so, what's your collectible card game of choice?
0: Oh, Magic the Gathering. But I'm a super nerd, so...
1: I, th- I think, I always felt like the thing that really set Magic the Gathering apart as, like, extra nerdy was the fact, like, how little is explained on the cards. So, the, o- the only collectible card game I got particularly into was uh, the Pokemon trading card game. Sure. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. Although I was so frustrated because no one ever wanted to play the game with me. They just wanted to trade cards. Ooh, that one's shiny. Hello, oh, look, Ponyta. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I mean, I think that's how it started, because I never played Magic for, like, the first two years I was aware of it. I just traded the cards because they were pretty.
1: Really? So yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. I mean, Magic, I think, has legitimately uh, interesting art sometimes, and generally doesn't explain anything, whereas uh, my point was that Pokemon is actually a pretty straightforward game that is almost entirely explained by what is written on the cards. Yeah. Um. And I still can't figure yeah. out how to play Magic: The Gathering, even though you've taught me a couple of times.
0: Well, yeah, I think eh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a hard game, and uh, I mean, it's a really unforgiving game, is the thing. And it's it's mm. what well, you know, one of those games that makes you hate all your loved ones. Uh, yeah,
1: oh, a lot of games. Like that, I, don't, I sure.
0: think though that there's another type of collectible card that I really do want to bring up, and that is baseball cards. Is that even mm. still a thing? Even a little bit? Even at all?
1: A little bit, yeah. Uh, I think just coasting mostly on nostalgia. Um, but th- that, I mean, that was never a game, I guess. So
0: I think you could have used it as it. a game, though. I think my dad had... I forget. He had, like... He played, like, statistical baseball.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Okay. Now I'm interested.
0: So, oh, so the God. gist of it
1: is, you get you you set out a team of uh, you know whatever eleven people. So yeah. nine men on the field and some some replacement pitchers. Sure, yeah. And uh, uh, basically, it goes the pitcher. Uh, I don't know. It just feels like and you like no... run their
0: stats against each other.
1: Yeah, there's no game there though, right? That's like it's literally Land, just where it's math. Like, once <laughs> once the deck is shuffled, uh, the game is set. Yeah. Huh. No, and
0: then they would yeah. like just figure out who won the game.
1: See, but that's, okay, so to me that reads as a, um, uh, I don't know, it's it's a fundamentally unrewarding game, and, and, I don't know, like, it's a time killer, I guess, okay, so I want to, I want to put statistical baseball in the same box as, uh, Candy Crush, or something. It's still a game, though. Actually, well, maybe not Candy Crush, because there's maybe a little there, maybe more like a Farmville you know, like one of these, like, there's almost nothing really happening here. It's more somehow... like a duty
0: that you have than a game that you play.
1: Yeah, and, <laughs> or and, and a the, chore. Idea th- the idea that it is a game, I mean, the rules are so sort of wafer thin, the, the game veneer on it is so thin that, you know, if if you look at it critically for just a second, if you try to apply any kind of game theory onto it, um,. It just kind of washes away.
0: Well, I think that that's so true. I think we have more game varnish on our games now than ever before.
1: Mm,
0: Like, let's compare what children are spending their time on. We have, like, The Last of Us, which was this beautiful, extremely expensive game that, like, 30-year-olds are still obsessed over. Sure. Uh, Versus, like, the hoop and stick. (laughs) Like, how thin is the game veneer on that? It's literally, like... Go outside and let me cook my goddamn pie, child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, but yeah, I mean, I guess that, that's interesting because The Last of Us is like, it's on the opposite of the, you know, cost spectrum. Uh, yeah. And uh, spectacle spectrum. Um <laughs> Gross. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I guess in a sense, they are both not entirely games, right? Yeah. Um, Although I don't know, The Last of Us is a story essentially. The Last right? of Us is
0: like a cinema an interactive cinematic experience.
1: <laughs> Our special guest today, Catherine, a spokesperson for The Last of Us. Uh, <laughs> and you, you would, you would pose to me that Hoop and Stick is not an interactive cinematic experience. I, I would suggest world. that. <laughs> There's a hoop, you can look through it, and a stick, which you can use to poke and interact
0: with the hoop. I think that's that's far more on the Farmville activity. There's, there is a duty that you keep the ho- hoop on its edge by continuing to roll it with a stick.
1: <laughs> son, so son, now that you're old like enough, Farmville. I want to sit you down and teach you about hoop and stick. Yeah. It's very important. You never let the edge of this hoop not touch the ground. The edge must always be rolling. <laughs> I trust you, with this responsibility... To keep the family alive through these hard times. Here it is, son. Your very first hoop.
0: Son. <laughs> uh, enjoy the misery of pioneer life. Goodbye. I'm gonna go die of dysentery now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> poor pa. He's got it so rough.
0: <laughs> and we lay his hoop on his grave. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the humans are the like hoop sharks may rest their hoop now. Stops
1: spinning. Like his hoop like like his body, his hoop comes to an eternal rest. (laughs) This hoop with which he entertained him and the many townspeople for hours and hours. His favorite thing.
0: His grave marked by the stick.
1: (laughs) This is this is a very bleak but very surreal frontier town. (laughs) Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. I feel like, the, yeah, this more, more, more small towns should be marked by a single gimmick, like one where just everyone is entrusted to a hoop and stick for some reason, and it represents their soul.
0: And I mean, in between, and staring us straight in the face, in between on the spectrum, is like a game game, like Oregon Trail.
1: Yes. Well, okay, so that's, okay, so the thought that I had um, when I was trying to get out, uh, stumble through this idea of is it really a game or does it have a game veneer on it is that, um, you know, when I, when you start to analyze it, um, I mean, you're familiar with, uh, what are they called? It's not efficiency curves. I mean, that's an okay way to explain, but, um, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Uh, an optimization problem? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. So, so you can sort of picture, uh, I don't know if you're trying to figure out the best uh i don't know the best speed to drive your car to get maximum gas efficiency or something the answer is not the slowest because then you're just idling and it's not the fastest because uh that's not super efficient and so in the answers in between and those are the interesting problems it's like well there's a an optimum way to do this somewhere and we got to figure it out yeah to me that's what makes a game a game game versus like games where I start to analyze and go, I mean, like, oh, the thing is click the fastest. Okay. Or the thing is just like, always buy all the bullets or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's just like, if, if there's an obvious answer and it's maximize this thing, that's boring. And that I just figure it doesn't really count.
0: Interesting. Well, there are those who feel that like they get the highest dopamine release out of like, just clicking the fastest or... Like, being the fastest in the race, or... Well,
1: I I scurried away from the uh, clicking the fastest example because it has some level of physicality to it. Yeah. And you need to figure out the way to click the fastest.
0: Okay, Uh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. And I think these collectible card games are true games because they really are all about optimization.
1: They're full-on strategy.
0: Oh, yeah, be it like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh! or Magic the Gathering. You, like, have to build a deck that's, like... You can't dilute your really good cards by just building a huge deck. You have to be economical with, like, what cards you put in, what cards you don't. Like, even if you have really good cards and you've spent a ton of money on it, you still have to put a lot of thought. At least I know for a game like Magic the Gathering, you have to put a lot of thought into, like, okay, how am I going to put these cards together?
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And and Magic the Gathering has that interesting twist of, like, you can make as big a deck as you want, right?
0: Yes, no, yes, you no. can. Um, I think okay. there's tournament-sized decks and tournament rules and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I see. Um, But, well, like, but, but you're, you're, I don't yeah. know. There's there's you're, all you're sorts right. of takes on it.
1: Okay, give me one take, real quick. Oh, Magic you can play Gathering, two on take.
0: two? That's a variant, a game variant, where you can play Double two dodge. people on two people, which is really fun.
1: All right. Well, maybe, maybe next time we play, uh, I can be on your team against some losers or something, so I can actually win Magic the Gathering once.
0: I lose all the time. All right. And with that...
1: <laughs> Let's go lose some games back in a minute. Let's go run some hoops legs. with sticks. I, it almost stops spinning. I, I got to catch it. <laughs> on the Doom to Fail podcast, talking about collectible card games. So collect this, the third segment that you need in order to build your starter deck of Doom to Fail podcast. The game. This deck, not so great, but if you collect some of our special ones, like the one about police horses or sailing, those ones, very powerful, very rare.
0: So money. there are some, in the first edition of Magic, there are some cards that are like banned forever
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> because they're too powerful. Um, I'm do you think we that. have episodes from like our first batch when we were still doing series that are just too powerful and you, they're just banned from use?
1: Um, yeah, maybe the middle Minneapolis, St. Paul one, that's maybe a little too powerful. <laughs> too think, powerful. Uh, yeah, in the wrong hands. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Pig's Eye man. He's a, that, that's a notable, uh, notable fact.
0: <laughs> a notable fact. That's what you say about something that's too powerful. It's notable.
1: <laughs> that's really the best we can do here. Uh, Benito mis- Mussolini
0: was notable
1: Yeah, he, he is notable He has he, He's deserving of a Wikipedia entry So there
0: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to offend you
1: Well uh, Partially forgiven, in time In time, <laughs> you shall be forgiven um, Trust is so I earned had, I, I had uh, a game That was given to me as a gift That was a non-collectible card game So it was a strategy game Based on trading cards um, but it was entirely contained inside of one box. And those sure!
0: Were A deck-building game, they're called.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, what do you think of that in comparison to collectible games?
0: Yeah, um, okay. what What game was it? What was it called?
1: Uh, it was like Knights of the Round Table or something. Oh, was, interesting. It was, yeah, it was. it was medieval-themed. I There's a, a really it good it.
0: one called – it's also medieval theme, themed called Dominion, and it's a really well-designed deck-building game if you're interested mm-hmm. in actually trying them.
1: They're, I've heard of Dominion.
0: They're fun because, like, as you play the game, you build your deck, and then you play the cards on each turn. Um so they're they're really fun. There's a really, really interesting one that I absolutely love, but they're in between printings, and so I can't get one right now. But it's this Not extremely sexist much. game about... It's called Tonto War, okay. And <laughs> instead of, like, the cards that you collect are, like, sexy Japanese maids
1: okay
0: (laughs) anime maids they're all cartoon ladies um the cartoon ladies have like abilities and you are the master of these maids that you're collecting and buying And, (laughs) and um the your your health is their love for you uh and there's some really messed up things in it but i love it so much it's like a really really well designed game that's also terrifying and sexist
1: well, you could just totally reskin that, right? Like you could just uh make it about uh lions and um a lion tamer. I don't know.
0: Well, that's the thing is it's obviously like another game that's been reskinned to something terrifying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So the sexism is terrifying, the lions not so much.
0: Lions aren't scary.
1: I guess as long as they're abstract lions.
0: Lions fine. aren't scary. Dinosaurs aren't that cool.
1: Just uh <laughs> unpopular opinions. You're very controversial. <laughs> Two unpopular so,
0: opinions I have for you.
1: What well, um I mean did you wait, did, did you play this recently or was it uh when you were a teenager or uh, a
0: because few years ago.
1: Like, so uh, in between the times that, seems that you like described? like a perfect uh hard to explain thing your parents might walk in on you playing. Well, oh. Especially for no, I think for both of us it would be.
0: No no no. My mom would have probably bought it for me knowing her. Interesting lady. She is an interesting lady.
1: Yeah. We should have her on the show sometime.
0: We should. Oh, she would love that.
1: Fantastic.
0: Fantastic.
1: Well, I think that might sum up our episode on collectible card games. Really? Um, I don't know. What else you got?
0: I don't know. I don't have to say anything more. I was just just engaging with you for a second. I'm sorry. I'll back off.
1: Yeah, no, that's why I pulled away. (laughs) Not yet. I'm not ready.
0: (laughs) Go ahead, Tim. You look really nervous now. I'll just give you a second to figure it out.
1: In my time i've hurt my um, eyes no there, there was something i wanted to talk about uh yeah maybe not eh, who
0: cares? we're leaving this in right
1: yep <laughs> Great. Going in. Um, so this this has been the dude to fail podcast and uh i say come in in love not hate and to express the devil may care attitude that we get to inhabit over these 30 or so minutes every week here on the Doom to Fail podcast. And next week we shall, we shall once again leave our cares behind and talk about something else. Lions. And until then, we, I think we did that. That's Catherine Cochran over there.
0: <laughs> Tim Dobbs right over here.
1: Bye. Bye bye. I'm feeling stressed. Put down your phone and I'll tell you. Passing the test, she sees what she wants to see.